Welcome back to the Dakar Rally Daily Show. I'm Jesse Ziegler, and I got my man Quinn Cody here sitting next to me. And we are extremely pumped uh, for our current guest who is on the line right now. Um, excuse me, guest. Could you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. How you doing? It's Toby Price. Uh, yeah, we're here in Saudi Arabia waiting for the Dakar Rally to kick off. That's right, everybody. We got Toby Price, uh, Dakar dominating force. Uh, if this guy finishes a Dakar Rally, he's on the podium. Um, and thank you so much for getting on the phone this morning, super late your time, probably it's pretty early our time and, uh, just chatting with us. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. How are, how are things? Yeah, mate. No, it's all going well. Um, at the moment we we're, we're just waiting on our, uh, two day quarantine to finish up, but, um, yeah, look, it's all going well at the moment. So, uh, positive, uh, news that, yeah, the race looks like it's going ahead, but, um, we just need to make sure we keep a, a negative, uh, test uh covid results so this is the the main goal at the moment and then uh, we can kick off into it what an interesting weird challenge to get to the race this year it seems like you know you've passed the first stage of the rally just getting through all these covid tests and quarantine cycles and man you've been really just dealing with this all year because you've been essentially away from home for five six months now yeah correct um yeah that's it if we feel like we've done already uh five to yeah eight stages of dakar um just trying to to dodge all the the covid results and um and get them to come back negative so uh yeah i've spent the last uh four and a half uh, months away from home in australia and um with the the quarantine restrictions back home there was uh 14 days in a hotel um if i return home um yeah i couldn't quite afford to to lose that two weeks uh sitting on a bed in a hotel room so uh, and not only that, Australia is only letting a certain amount of people back into Australia per week. So it's been tough. Um, it's been good preparations for Dakar 21, um, staying in Dubai, but uh, yeah, not having a, a family and friends around like the Christmas and uh, everything like that has been a little bit different for me, for sure. Yeah, it's just another dedication you guys are making to this crazy sport and this crazy event, in my mind. You guys are yeah. just like fully committed in everything you do, and this year just showed that to another level it's got to be just really challenging yeah 100 yeah. percent. it's a challenge for sure so uh this year like i said yeah, it, it just got turned up on its head and upside down on everybody so it's um not only from from us as races but also small businesses but uh in in some ways too some businesses took off and this has been a, a really good good thing for them to happen so it's um yeah. a lot of a lot of people went out and bought motorcycles and bought yep. utvs and bought all things that they they could do then they're going to adventure around in their home country but uh yeah it definitely changed uh, our world for us but um yeah we'll wait for this uh test we just had another test uh, about four hours ago and uh, that result will come in in about another yeah nine hours and then um if we've got the all clear we're, we're good to enter the bivouac and get ready for the race to kick off wow it'd be nice to put that behind you and just focus on your uh, real job which is hauling ass on a motorcycle and uh racing uh racing these this awesome race so how how are you uh physically toby how are you feeling you know you coming in you coming in fresh with no injuries or i know we've seen you in the past uh tough it out with uh with a few little injuries so uh how how are things going on on that front yeah honestly um uh, it feels very weird to come into a race without an injury so uh fingers (laughs) crossed and touch wood (laughs) Uh, I keep it that way for the whole race, but uh, you never know what Dakar's going to throw at you. And um, 
how it's going to turn out each day. But uh, yeah, look, we, we've spent a lot of time in Dubai doing some uh, a lot of roadbooks in the sand dunes and um, and off piste and everything like this. So yeah, honestly, I think uh, it, it's probably been my best uh, preparation coming into a, a Dakar rally. But uh, we'll we'll just wait and see what the race delivers. That's the the thing. It's just such an unknown and. You can have a strategy and a game plan uh, to come into the race, but that can be all, like I say, turned upside down uh, in the first day. So you just got to roll with the punches and just, um, yeah, tough it out. Um, take a teaspoon of cement every morning and just get the job done. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, talk about the race in Saudi Arabia last year. Give us your uh, sort of overview, first impressions of the uh, the course, how well the ASO did pulling it off in a you know really remote country, and kind of what you expect going in this year if you can expect anything uh, based on the race course itself. Yeah, look, honestly, the the race last year, um, landscape wise, and the the areas we got to go through and race and 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 see was absolutely unbelievable. Like it actually surprised me what Saudi Arabia has to offer. And um, well, the event and the people here have been really uh, accepting of us coming in and, and running events here because it's, it's really the only last couple of years they've opened their, their uh, borders for um, non-citizens to, to come into the country, really. So right. it's quite cool to have this um, kick off here and, and, and get going. But uh, look, yeah, there was a few things last year that looked like it just felt like it got thrown together quite last minute. It was very high speed. Um, mm-hmm. I love going flat out and going full gas, but uh, when you're just trying to read road books and take your eyes off the road, it made it interesting. But um, yeah, honestly, for the time they had for such a new country, they put like on a, a really good race and um, everything went extremely well. So it was, uh, yeah, definitely a tough one. Um, just there yeah, had a, had a tire issue um, last year, well this year, and uh, and yeah, day I think it was day seven was uh, Pablo. Um, uh, Palo Gonzalez. It was definitely a tough uh, day for us that one, but uh, we we toughed out, got to the finish line, and um, yeah, it was still a good result, but one that yeah, I try and put behind a little bit, and uh, we look forward to the next one in yeah four or five days. Yeah, yeah. So you know we've we've heard about the uh, the new rules. Obviously, uh, I think one of the the biggest ones would be would be the tire the tire rule and you know limiting you guys to to six tires for the for the whole rally um you know we, we've talked to ricky and some of the other guys ab- about this and they've been pretty critical of of the tire rule uh, how do you how do you think that's going to play into to the race this year yeah look it's definitely it's going to have to be a bit of a strategy now that you um conserve and look after tires so like in in one way, yes, the the rules that they're trying to to bring in place are definitely making it safer and um, and trying to slow us down. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be tough to get through on six tires, that's for sure. So you've just got to try and play a smart race. The the rule is there; it is what it is. Um, we're four days out from the race, so me either saying yes it's good or jumping up and down about it and it's no good uh, it's not going to change the rule and yeah. you, you've just got to live with it and um and try and make the best of it as, as you can each day so uh we'll, we'll wait and see what happens and um hopefully uh yeah it all goes well and, and like everybody doesn't have an issue uh with tires and then we know the rule's good and we can continue on with it just another one of those unpredictable things the dakar rally is going to throw at you right Yes, hundred percent for sure. So, 
it's just uh yeah look it's it, it's an adventure and um it's uh like i always say it's self-inflicted pain and torture um <laughs> but it's just one of them races you always uh you want more of and you want to come back and compete and uh yeah it's just uh it, it's quite a strange um strange way to explain to people you're going to go and race 12 days and 10,000 10, kilometers basically and yeah. well 10,000 kilometers total and yeah about 6,000 kilometers in stage yep. uh, and people just look at you like you're completely crazy so which yeah. I think we all are but it's um it's definitely <laughs> enjoyable that's argu- that's arguable that you are crazy yeah I, I can see where <laughs> I can see where people get that but it is a it's an yeah. addictive an addictive mistress that you keep returning to out there in the desert yep 100 percent. that's it let's talk about uh equipment for a sec i mean you're on the most desirable machine out there the ktm factory you know 450 rally machine how um last year going in since it was new terrain new country you know new uh speed maybe how how do you think the bikes performed in an unpredictable world and how much work do you think the team or can you tell us the team has done to maybe improve them or change them or update those bikes to make them you know a little more competitive or more of an advantage for you and your teammates yeah look honestly um yeah kdm make pretty uh pretty much an indestructible motorcycle and um uh as you see most of the the mali moto guys and everything they they all try and jump on a kdm because they're they're almost certain of getting to the finish line and um and, and having a run unless they yeah they throw it into a river or uh or something so silly but it's yeah. um yeah, look, KDM works extremely hard. This, uh, like I say, it's been a very strange year because we we've had basically eight months off for the whole year with, with the the virus going around, and then mm-hmm. we've now had to try and jam everything into the last four months of testing and uh, yeah. trying to race Andalusia and 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 make some small updates and changes. And we have updated a few things with the bike, like the the engine package and the chassis and everything is all completely the same, but. We've made some different weight distributions on the bike a little bit more. Um, hopefully, what's kind of going to be suited for for here um, if it's a high speed race like it was this year. Mm-hmm. And um, and the end there, like look, we we probably weren't so dialed because it was quite new on the suspension last year. But now that we know the terrain, we know what's kind of coming up and where we're going to roughly go through. We can really start the plan and. Um, know when we need a little bit stiffer suspension for the sand and then when we can afford to go softer because like last year it was meant to be 80 90 percent sand and uh the whole first week this year was uh basically all stones and rocks and riverbeds so we ran a quite a stiff setup and um yeah i think we lost him um still on there let's see you there? Hey, yeah, there you are. There you're back. Yeah, we, yeah, we got you back now. <laughs> Sorry, we lost you for a second there. <laughs> no, uh, you're right. All good. Yeah, you oh, were talking that uh, your setting was probably a little stiff for the rocks and stuff out of the gate because you were anticipating, you know, the sand stages out, out the first run and, you know, you guys were maybe a little too stiff on the suspension setup at ah. least going into those stages. Yeah, that's right. So it's, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, I think the first week we were just a little bit stiff on the suspension and, uh, expecting that we what we got told was going to be 80 90 percent sand dunes and uh yeah we were just a little stiff that first week so uh now that everyone but everyone's in the same boat everyone now knows like kind of what we can set up for and Mm -hmm. um yeah all all the other manufacturers are are quite smart switched on they've got really good people behind their behind them and in their corner and likewise at kdm so we uh yeah we've just got to make a good strong 12 days of racing and just uh stay trouble free and and um yeah put a good fight uh, towards uh, the second week 
Yeah, and you know when when Toby says a bike's stiff, yeah. it it's stiff. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I've ridden. I've got an opportunity to ride around on on the factory rally bike with the you know fifty two millimeter WP forks, and I mean these guys set these bikes up to to take a hit with a full load of fuel and wow. comfort. I, I feel like is is the least of their concern. So yeah. it's um you know <laughs> when he says it's stiff, I mean we're 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 talking. Uh, Gnarly, gnarly stiff. Yeah, it, it, it's a, probably a little bit of a level above uh, Supercross setting. So it's um, wow. Yeah, that's it. Quinn, Quinn's been pretty uh, pretty lucky to ride the bike and, and knows what they're like. And but uh, yeah, and and Quinn knows me quite well. I'm a pretty big dude. And um, yeah, if it's quite stiff for me, then for sure uh, a lot of people will have some troubles like trying to hang on to the thing. But um, <laughs> yeah, we I think we will be in a pretty good place for this one. And um, yeah, we're just looking forward to the race getting underway, and 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 I just hope everyone has a tr- like a trouble-free run, uh, especially with the virus, because yeah, uh, it's it's tough because if one guy unfortunately gets it during the race, then that means his race is done, and it's like you've seen with um, Prado and the um, MXGP and yeah, um, Lewis Hamilton in, in Formula One. It's like if, if uh, this is the one race we all go for every year, and um, for something that's so much out of your control um it can pretty much bring your race to a complete stop and um yeah i, don't, I just don't want to see anybody have that issue and that drama to to bring it to to i want to see him bring it to the end of the day and to the fight to the last uh the last kilometer yeah that's what everybody's sure. fighting for out there is to you know have the opportunity to prove that they can accomplish this race and then obviously you top top level guys are really you know you know what you're going for you're going for the win and nothing else and you know the podiums come and go but you're really there for that that number one trophy i think is the goal yeah yeah and for yeah. sure that's what every, everyone's in everyone's mind it's that number one trophy and yeah. um but look honestly if you if you get any of the trophies um it's a damn <laughs> accomplishment but yeah, if, even sure. if you cross the finish line that's still a win in my books so i get yeah uh, anyone that signs up for this race uh yeah, when you start trying to describe to people what you actually go through per day, and they don't quite realise it, it's uh, it, it's tough, and it's not only on on the bike, but it's also tough uh, mentally and physically. So it's yeah, it's it's a challenge, and um, it's cool that yeah, we can all uh, get along off the bike to have fun and yeah. and be friends, and then uh, yeah, when we're on the track, we're all fierce rival competitors, and we all want that one number one spot. But there's only one place to have it, and one person that gets it. So it's it's definitely tough. Let's talk about some of your competitors really quick, and maybe you can give us some insight into your country mate, uh, Daniel Sanders. He uh, yeah, yeah. had a pretty good turnout at the ISDE, just railing, railing around people, dominating that event, and now he's suited up. He's a rally racer, kind of like uh, looking in the mirror a little bit at your rally career starting with little experience and jumping in and doing some road books with Quinn out here, and then getting some more experience and then, you know, Hey, you get, you know, land on the podium, land on the podium, your first first time, super, super easy. Uh, what do you, (laughs) what do you anticipate, um, Daniel coming in and accomplishing, you know, as he gives this thing a a go? Yeah. Look, as you say, um, Daniel, he's new to the sport, but we all know he can ride the motorcycle and, um, and the six day enduro this year proved that. And, um, yeah, he was on rails and, and, and smoked it. So, uh, yeah, look, it, it is a different world for sure once you start trying to read road books and, and, and ride the motorcycle and at the speed that the rally sport is at at the moment. Um, 
it's getting pretty difficult to do it. So I think it will take a few days for for it to kind of settle in. Like Andalusia was a good result for him. He got a stage win on that last day. Um, but it was it was it's definitely a different race to what we have here in Dakar. So right. yeah, as long as he just smooths into it, um, I think everything's going to be pretty good for him. He's he's gonna he's definitely got the the bike speed there. Um, we're just yeah, we're just got to try and keep him cool, calm, and collected and, and controlled. And uh, yeah, as much as we all love going flat out wide, full gas, no <laughs> six gear wide open, um, yeah, did that theory just doesn't always work here in Dakar. You can only usually get one day like that that you you get away with um, a lot of uh, a lot of scares. But um, yeah, here you've really got to use your brain a little bit and and be be calm and collected. So oh, yeah. I'm, it's good. It's another Aussie on the on the team. Um, another mullet. Uh, so yeah, happy days. <laughs> He's got that. <laughs> He's got that crazy look in his eyes that you guys all have when you get a motorcycle in an open desert in front of you. I've seen it. Yep, I seen think it we, in your face. We can get him through the first week, then uh, we could we could see some exciting stuff for him. You know, it, yeah, it, it's going to be fun to watch and... for everybody. I think that first week is going to be tire management. It's going to be figuring out the new course, new tracks, new navigation, and then, you know, the race will really start in the second week, which seems to happen all the time, right? Yeah, 100%. That's when you see the race start to unfold and um, where everything's all situated at then. So, yeah. no, nah, it's good. It's um, he, He's definitely going to be fast, and, and, and I think we'll, yeah, definitely um, show some promising results probably in the second week and, uh, yeah, if not the first week. So, hopefully that's... Um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't kind of rain, rain the same story as like when I came in, Mark Comer retired. So hopefully that doesn't mean when he's come in now, I've got to retire. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, but yeah, look, Sammy, uh, Sam Sunderland and, and C.S. Walkner, both them boys have been working extremely hard and yeah. um, likely doing well for them. So my teammates are, are, are always really strong. And and um yeah, the Husqvarna side with uh, Pablo Quintanilla, he's he's always a really strong competitor, and right. um, it's going to be one that will charge on pretty hard. So I've had a I've had a good fight with him before, and um, then the guys on the red side with um, yeah the fellow uh, American Ricky Brabeck winning this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely uh, he put on a good show this year, and 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 showed yeah he was the strongest and the one that deserved the win. So. I'm sure as anything, he's he's coming back um, hungrier and stronger than and than ever, and wanting to try and keep that number one plate on his bike. So uh, yeah, he he's for sure going to be one of them ones that's uh, going to be near the front, and um, and also his teammates Kevin and um, yeah, and uh, sorry, yeah, Kevin and um, uh, Conejo, mm-hmm. uh, they're both yep. them are going to be quite quite strong as well. So look, yeah, honestly, it's from years pre four or five years ago where it was really two strong competitors that were fighting for the win in Cyril and Mark Coma. Yeah. Um, there's now probably 10, 12 guys that can win this race. And um, that's what I think now is a, a fair bit of hype and a buzz around the motorcycle category because we, we just don't know who it's going to be because yeah. we're all quite pretty level and pretty strong. And where some areas we're better and some areas we're worse, and but it's it's nearly like a level playing field now, and um, yeah, everyone's everyone's kind of glued to the TVs to find out what's going on. So it's it's good for the sport, which is um, which is rad for sure. Yeah, you know, you mentioned that five years ago. I think if it was you were either a coma or a Dupree, and I think that went on for seven, eight years. That those yeah. guys just went, they just traded wins, and this last five years we haven't seen a repeat winner 
And, yep. you know, I think part of that is due to the, to the level of competition. Now we have so many guys that are good, but, um, it, the, it's going to be interesting to see who our, who our first repeat winner is. If, if in the next, Ricky can pull that off or, you know, and I, I think he's got a tough job ahead of him. I think it's going to be like Toby real just hard said, to win two in a row. There's 10 guys. There's yeah. three or four factory efforts now that are putting in tremendous resources and developing machinery and have big teams there before. It just wasn't that deep of a field. There just weren't, wasn't that commitment in the industry. And now it's full gas. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's nah, gunning. And maybe some of that has been inspired by, you know, the end of KTM's win streak at 18 years in a row. I mean, at some point, you, the KTM squad was winning everything every year so dominantly that, geez, how, how do you get motivated if you're Yamaha to go out there and try to compete with those guys? But they came in, yeah. Yamaha in particular, I think, came in pretty slowly, pretty slowly. But now that Honda and, you know, Ricky kind of knocked that streak down ended the streak, yep. everybody, you know, smells blood in the water in some extent. And they're like, now's the time to attack. So <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, people out 100%, 100%. there. Yeah. A lot of people out there, but I think you guys having, you know, the most dominant history in Dakar racing on the KTM team, you're probably sitting there going, good, bring it on. It's time, it's time, it's time to have some fun and, and be competitive. Is that how you're feeling in, in the team is you think? Yeah, for sure. Look, honestly, um, as much as I ride for KDM, I love KDM and, and that's where my heart is and um, and I want KDM to win the race. Yep. I honestly think it's been a really good thing for the race because, like you say, it's uh, everyone, I guess, kind of, they said, oh, there's always, we say there's these 10 to 12 guys that were winning the race, but then for uh, four years, myself, Sam and, and Matthias won yeah. and, and that was after the, the coma and, and Cyril uh, era. Right. Um Everyone was just like, "Holy gosh! Like, what's going on? It's not gonna, it's not gonna stop. Like, right. what, what's it gonna take?" And it, and I'm sure it was definitely disheartening for the other guys because, like you say, they'd probably come in every year going, "Oh, geez, well, it's hard to beat KDM. We can't really do it." But it, it's kind of good in one way that it's happened because now it's got, I guess, everybody blood in the water. It's, it's got us refired back up again because it was just like 18 years in a row. It was not that it was expected. Um, but we just went, well, yeah, it's, it seems like it's a, a thing every year. One of us is going to win and away we go and it's all good. But yeah. the other, other other teams are putting in a lot of effort, which is really good to see. And, um, and yeah, it brought the streak to an end. Uh, but it now just lights fire, I think, in everybody's stomach. It, we want it back. Honda wants it again. Yamaha now knows it's possible to win the race. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think it, in one way it's it's been really good, but... Yeah, I, I, I hope we don't let it out of our hands um, any more than one year long, I think. So it would be nice <laughs> to get it back. <laughs> yeah, get it back, keep it back. For sure. And, you know, I think that's yeah. the thing that, that people don't understand fully is that how much of a team effort winning Dakar is. Uh, you know, it, KTM ha is a well-oiled machine. They've they've been racing Dakar since, you know, not the 90s. And so that team is solid, they have yeah. a good dynamic. And it really took Honda seven years and millions of dollars to build a team that was capable of, of competing with KTM. Yeah, and right. you know, the first four or five yeah, years, people, yeah. people thought, Oh, Honda's going to win. Honda's coming in. They're going to win the first year. Look how cool their bike like, is. No, 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 no. It's going to yeah. take them because they have to build, they have to get the experience and, and build the infrastructure. And it's, it's like KTM at MotoGP, you know, it's going to take, it's going to take years before they yep. can win a championship. A big investment, yep. big commitment. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a huge commitment. That's the thing. It's like uh, to try and say that you've got to ride the same motorcycle for 
10, uh, 12 days straight for 10,000 yeah. kilometers, um, you honestly have got to have everything go completely perfect. It's, it's, it's just like going to the casino and just going, all right, I'm putting all my money on black. Um, yep. And you just go, I'm, I know I'm going to win the thing and away we go. And then all of a sudden it blows up red and you're just like, well, that wasn't meant to happen. Like yeah. there's so <laughs> many things can just like blow up in your face and it, uh, a, a 20 cent fuse under the seat of the motorcycle can completely change your oh, whole geez. result of, of the whole race. So it's, it's just little simple things like that, that, um, yeah, people just don't understand. For 18, 18 years, KTM won that race in a row. Um, they just they had absolutely everything dialed, everything perfect, and it just uh, it all fell together and was a solid eighteen years. But um, yeah, it took on to seven years to, to win it and take it away. But it's uh, like when Seth, you KTM is uh, is taking a little while to come into the MotoGP categories. It's it's not like we've just come straight in and, and took the title straight away from Honda. That's with Marquez, yeah. it's one every year, pretty much. So it's um, yeah, well, it's good to see this year that the, another manufacturer with Suzuki won that um, that yeah. title. So I think now everyone's kind of keen to to spend more there and and get uh, into the development side more and and get moving. So it, it, right. yeah, it's good. It's good for the sport, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm stoked to be a part of this uh, this challenge because it's um, yeah, as a racer, you never want it given to you easy um you want to fight right to that last kilometer and and know that you were the guy that come out the the other end the the strongest and the toughest and um and, and made it happen for yourself so it's uh yeah you, you don't like yeah get it getting it handed to you on a on a gold plate so it's um it, it's cool to see that there's so many challenges for it and uh we're ready to take it on and go and do our best we can nice so so here's a question for you um Put, put yourself in this scenario. You, your bike, you blow a 20-cent fuse on, on the second day, and you're, you're out of the rally. Who, who's your money on? Who's your money on this year? Mm, okay. I'm out of the race. Um, it's a tough one. Oh, look, I would say, honestly, who impressed me a fair bit this year as well was uh, Coneo at Honda. Yep. Um, he had some really good stages there where he led out stages. Yeah. Uh, we still beat him in the stage, but we only beat him by like a minute. Um, and honestly, the the toughest thing is to do to do and lead out, um, lead out a stage and like not really lose so much time to the other competitors. So, right. I think he's a bit of a, a bit of a dark horse um, with it, uh, but. Yeah, like I say, I really want it to come back into the KDM orange side. That's uh, that's yeah. a big one. So hopefully our boys can get the job done. But it's um, the dark horse guy. I would put it on uh, Coneo. I think. There you go. I like it. Yeah, Good. you know, it's it, it, like you said, it's gambling, man. You throw your you throw your chips down on black, <laughs> and uh, you know. So we're gonna we're gonna put you on the board here with a dark horse pick. With a dark of... horse pick. So see, we'll <laughs> yeah. see how it goes Perfect. at the end of the rally. <laughs> but yeah, if you're not uh, if you're not in in if course, if I'm not though, in it, hang yeah, on yeah. a minute. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. We need we need to rephrase that one. If I'm still in this thing, I'm gonna fight for the damn thing. That's for sure. So oh, yeah. it's. Uh, <laughs> Maybe um, we ask, maybe we yeah, go, who's look, gonna get second? Yeah, that? yeah, who's gonna get second? Yeah, That's yeah. how we ask it. <laughs> but we'll keep no, a couple it's, extra it's fuses in your pocket, maybe. Yeah, I, honestly I'm I'm touching a lot of wood right here now. I'm sitting at a dinner table, um, with the timber top, so I'm hanging on to that and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw about five fuses in my pocket right now because I don't want to jinx myself. So yeah, we'll be good. Awesome. awesome. Well, hey man, uh we don't need to keep you any longer. I could talk to you all day. You're such a 
good dude to talk to and you have so much good insight into the realities of this race and the realities of the challenge and you're you're you don't have a lot of bs in your your attitude and it's just a pleasure to talk to you again um best of luck to you and the team out there um stay safe you know we pray for a clear covid test from now on for everybody on the whole rally i don't want nobody wants to see that stop somebody's race and certainly we don't want to see anybody get sick or ill or you know be hospitalized because of a virus when you're already out there doing like the most extremely you know cool and dangerous thing and that we can yep. imagine so for sure and we're going to yeah. be doing uh daily updates uh you know from from our cycle news studio here so we're going to try to pull off one of these shows every every morning and yep. uh, get everybody here on on this side of the world the updates so uh anything you can send us text yeah. message or anything like that yeah much appreciated get a little insight into yeah, the race easy. And, you know that's uh we'll have to try and keep you boys up to date and um yeah like i say i'll uh send uh, quinn some messages and Perfect. stuff along the way and uh yeah, you you probably won't hear from me if I have a really bad day, but you'll hear all the good ones, and uh, we'll be we'll be good to go. But <laughs> no, it's um, no, it's been a pleasure, boys. Unreal. Thank you for the chat, and um, no, it's cool you're putting this together and trying to get uh, everyone in America on on the side to to, to follow Dakar more. And um, yeah, you've got a lot of a uh, lot of strong competitors in the race over here and um, representing and doing extremely well. So we'll uh. Uh, we'll, we'll be up the top, um, but if not, hopefully as American, we'll be uh, we'll be good to go. <laughs> All right, thank you from the man himself, Toby Price. Uh, we're gonna check out with him. Good luck in Saudi Arabia, and that's our awesome interview for the day. Thanks, Toby. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, Toby. Cheers. No worries, mate. Too easy. Cheers, boys. <laughs> he makes everything seem a little easy. I know, right?